What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. Tommy Bond's still on vacation, but you got Jones and Sully here for a packed week of sports. Uh, with the World Series getting going, NFL right almost at the halfway point, uh, and the NBA season finally underway. Uh, but let's start it off with the World Series. Game one was a, a stunner. Not a stunner, but a, an exciting one. A lot, of, a lot of things to pull from that. Braves throwing the first punch. Punch to the mouth to the Astros at home. Everyone's talking about Charlie Morton pitching on a broken leg. Got to hand it to him, but uh, you got to hand it to the Braves coming away with the win in, in game one on a, in a place that's not easy to win. Yeah, um, Braves, I was on the Astros last night. Uh, the Braves are kind of like a Cinderella-like team without their best pitcher coming into the year in um, Soroka without Ronald Acuna, obviously. But they kind of, uh, what they did was they retooled at the deadline. Obviously, they didn't rebuild. They didn't sell. It was like, should they be sellers? Should they be buyers? They kind of retooled for cheap. They got guys like um, Jorge Soler. They got guys like Jock Peterson. Um, Eddie Rosario, uh, who's a really good player who just went off against the... Uh, Dodgers absolutely uh, killed it, and he he he's a really good player, but uh, not many people know about him. So, but he finally got his uh, his credit in, in that series, going like batting f- over five hundred. But they almost feel like to me like a Cinderella that's gonna come up short in my head. Uh, the Astros have been to five straight ALCSs. Um, what is this? Their third World Series in the last five years. We know yep. what the Astros are. Um, I mean, even the people that hate the Astros know that they didn't need to cheat, that they are that good, that these players are superstars for a reason. Even without Verlander, um, it's crazy. Uh, we kind of realized as the season and postseason has gone, the Astros are, they are who we think they are. They're, they're the real deal. And, uh, so I, I, I'm still on the, I mean, you could still think whatever. Um, it doesn't take away the cheating. You know, the cheating is always going to be go down, and it's always yeah, that's, it's bad. Yeah, like, that, that's what I think people kind of lose sight of. Like, it, listen, if they don't win, they're never going to shake the notion of they needed to cheat to win. Yeah. Like, that's never going to go away and in some way that's, that's rightfully so, you know? But yeah. it, even if they do win, that doesn't validate 2017 that validates 2021 that doesn't make 2017 legitimate now i think they still could have won without it we don't know for sure i mean it's a it's well, exactly a but the, it's you can't but, play the coulda woulda shoulda that's what i'm yeah, basically it saying just, it makes you, it makes there's it means i think it makes overall like like it, i think it does give more more um it, you it can shows now that, you can now say that they've done it they, they, you can now say they didn't need to win to cheat, but in the same breath, that doesn't validate that win. In, you know, if you, that no. makes sense. I mean, you well, if, if they won this, I mean, who's to say they're even done though? Um, if well, they won I, I this think, year. I mean, who's you can never say never because who the fuck had the Braves in the World Series this year? Especially no, I mean, I'm just doing, saying they're they're gonna get Verlander like, back. They're gonna get Verlander I, back. I, I think it's highly unlikely that Correa comes back. So they're already down a top three player. They've, you know, I'd probably say it's unlikely, but they've they've been been losing guys, and they just don't seem to take a step back. And uh, if they lose one really top hitter, I, I mean, I think you know they got guys like McCormick and Tucker who are on the edge, uh, on the rise, and 
I think the, their farm system... Is Verlander system, a free agent, too? No. Or has he got one more year? He's got another year. Okay. Um. So... But he's not going to be back... Like, he's going to miss part of next season, too, right? He'll be he'll be there for the playoffs, though. So. Yes, yes, okay. So, I, you know, I still think the Astros are going to win in probably six. Um, in regards to this series, uh, Morton being out, gutting it out with the broken leg on those three uh, outs, that's huge, crazy. That's a big uh, loss for them in game five or but six. But it is a, it is a big loss because now you have two pitchers. You have Ian Anderson and Max Fried, who are great in their own right and have been spectacular. But so they can pitch. You're gonna have Freed in game two tonight. Anderson in game three. You have no idea who's pitching game four. They were already looking at one game yeah. of a uh, opener. Yeah, yeah. So now they're gonna have multiple because game five you're gonna have Ian. You're gonna have Max Freed on three day rest. That doesn't sound good. And then do they have a solid bullpen option that can give them? Three to four innings, like the middle, a middle reliever, like that can give not, them. Not really. They've kind of uh, what they've done. Like yesterday, what they did, they have this guy Matt Sick. He's really good. Uh, he's not a long reliever. They have Luke Jackson, who struggled in the first series, but he he's good. They had him go one and two thirds innings last night. Um, obviously, they have the closer, who's been very good, Will Smith, after um, a downish year last year. Um, or no, this year, I should say. This year, he was more of a downish year in the regular season. Um, so they, they have some guys that are good relievers. They definitely have a solid pen. But the way they like the way they did it last night, let me look. It's like Morton for two and a quarter. A.J. Minter, he's he's solid. He went two and two-thirds, yep. 43 pitches. Luke Jackson, like I said, one and two-thirds. Matzik, one and one. Um, Smith, one inning. Uh, and, they, you know, so they really, you know, 2.1, 2.2, 1.2, 1.11. They only used five pitchers, but they really just lengthened them out a little bit. So they could do that. But you can't do that every game, obviously, because you can't have... A.J. Minter can't pitch today. He threw 43 pitches. Obviously, he can't yeah. pitch today. Um, you know, relievers don't really aren't used to pitching that long in general. I'm not sure who their long reliever is. I don't know even necessarily... It will help if, them to have the, the off day in between. It um, will, but like today, like a game like days, a day... Know? Yeah, like a day like today, a back-to-back day, that definitely is going to limit them. Um, and, you know, they're going to need a lot of those arms for the bullpen days. So that also, you know, it affects what you're going to do the day before. I mean, not saying that player can't pitch, but, you know, 20-pitch no, limit. Game, game two and three, they have their starters. And then game four, they have a bullpen game. They can probably start freed in game five because they have that extra travel day. For, for which game? So that so for game five. So game five would be on so, uh, so no. So it's actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday because it's the World Series. They play three straight games. So it's off Thursday yeah, and Friday, have, Saturday. Yeah, but I was saying so Thursday would be the off day because they're playing tonight. Then tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday. So game. So Thursday, they have Friday. off tomorrow. So they go Friday, Saturday, Sunday though because it's two, three, two in the World in in baseball. So they they. They their next off day after tomorrow isn't until Monday, so because they have those three games in Atlanta because yeah, of yeah, yeah. It's two, the way three, it, two in the world. You know series. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're only having the two travel days. So you know you figure, um, obviously game two you got your guy freed. Game three you have Anderson. So game four you're gonna need a bullpen, and either game five, game five you're going to need another bullpen. If not, let's see. Today would be Wednesday. Then you would need. Then you would have Thursday, Friday. Uh, I mean, you you'd have Ian Anderson on. Uh, no, you'd have Max Fried on two days rest. That doesn't work. No, 
right? Like, is that correct? Wednesday. Oh, wait, no, sorry, Thursday, sorry, sorry. Friday, Saturday. So three days Thursday, rest. Thursday, yeah, sorry. Rest. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, three days rest. I mean, sure, it, it can be done. But so then he would pitch Saturday. Let's let's say he can do it. He pitches he pitches on um on Sunday. Who's their fourth and, starter? I mean, do they have they obviously have one. Like they they got a starter that can, that can make a spot start. I don't know their rotation outside the top 3. That's what I I'm I I definitely knew it before. I definitely knew it, but he's got to be on the World Series roster. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Um, no one ever goes into a World Series with three starting pitchers. I mean, no, yeah, done that. I'm, I'm looking it up right now because Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I definitely should know it. That that team has just had so much retooling this year. It, like I said, it's at. But let's see the World Series. I'm looking at it right now. The World Series roster, pitchers wise, is. Ian Anderson. Uh, so Jesse Chavez, he's kind of, I guess, a little bit more of their longer reliever type. Jesse Chavez would be the guy. Max Freed, uh, Luke Jackson Penn, Dylan Lee Penn, Chris Martin, Bullpen, Matzik Penn, AJ Minter um, Penn, Morton was there, I guess, third start even, and Will Smith, um, Drew Smiley, and Kyle Wright. So. Um, Drew, Drew it would Smiley's be, I guess, starter, Drew Smiley. He? Yeah, Drew. It would be Drew Smiley. Um, Drew Smiley is just—he's not very good. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, obviously, he, it's he, gonna he be kind of a you know a spray and pray situation. And he doesn't—he doesn't go far into games at all. He goes like three or four. Like his last few starts against the Dodgers, three point one against the Mets in the regular season, three. Um, like he hasn't gone more than five innings in dating back until August. So like he's like, I guess your extended reliever in a sense. Um, and I, he's he's not that good, so that I think they really wouldn't want to use him. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so he would he would be the next. And they have this kid Kyle Wright. Um, he was really struggling. He made a couple starts, but he's really in the pen. So um, yeah, you could see him for Game Five, I guess. You could see you could see Drew Smiley for Game Five. But uh, again, Drew Smiley against you know he's in, he's you know he's been around for a bit. Uh, he's no Charlie Morton. He drew Smiley against the the Astros lineup is something you don't want more than one time. You know, if you can go through nine bat, if you can get around the lineup once, go, you know, two and a half innings or whatever, and give up a run or two, you'll even take that because um, just those three are really solid. Ian Anderson and uh, Max Freed, those two young solid pitchers, and then and then Morton's just fantastic in the playoffs. Um, third World Series with third three straight different teams. Yeah, uh, I think it also matters like where the series lands at that. You know, if they're up three nothing, then that's a different situation. Oh yeah, you throw out two. You know, you throw out you know whoever you know. It doesn't matter. If you they're can, out, yeah, if they're up three nothing, you throw out Smiley and and uh, some and fucking concoction of of pitchers. Yeah. But if they're and down I, one two, you're probably starting. Uh, Anderson, Anderson, or I mean, I mean uh, freed on three freed, days yeah. rest. You know, yeah, because if you're if if you're up three out at that point, you just want him. To, even if he gets clobbered, just eat up four or five innings. I don't care. Yeah, give, if you I give up care. four runs in five innings, fine. Like yeah, we'll, we just we'll we just want to save our, our pen. But um, I think I think the rotation is going to be an issue at this point for them. I think it, I think it really is going to be an issue, and it, especially if you get to the game six, game seven, you know. You, these guys that, that's what you do what do you do what do you do game seven then you know so game game five let's say game five you went freed game five you went freed game six you went 
um, you'd go Anderson, and then, uh, you know, game five would be on Sunday, so that means Monday, Tuesday, and then you'd be on, you'd be on three days rest again. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, it would be, it would be, it would be Wednesday, so well, you'd be have on... the off, Yeah, you'd have the off day if you went. You have the it off day be between game five and six. Two, Three, that's four. a travel day. Back yeah, so you'd have Houston. you'd be, no, but you just have he would just he would be pitching Sunday. Yeah, then who Freed or Anderson? Freed would be pitching Sunday. If that would that would be game five, he'd be pitching on three days rest, and then you'd have Anderson in game six on normal rest. But then you you, you see go Monday you have off, Tuesday you have off, and then game seven was Wednesday, so you can't pitch Ian Anderson. You can't pitch Ian Anderson three times in this, no matter how you, you game two, game five on three days rest. Then he would be on two days rest because it would be you Sunday could have done that to Wednesday. With Morton. They've done that. Teams have done that before. One, four, and seven. Yes, yes, one, four, exactly, one, four, and seven. But two, five, and seven doesn't work no. because, and especially with the way. So if you're putting them on three days rest, three days rest back to back starts, I think, is tough in general. But three days rest to two days rest. I mean, maybe you get an inning or two out of him, and you don't yeah. do his bullpen, but you can't you can't start the game with him. No, well, you, you can't do, start the game. He's pitching one or two innings, and you're. Yeah, I, I think it's just, it's just it, it it really puts a young and especially you've seen the injuries with Soroka and that Achilles twice. Um, I was just gonna know, say they really miss Soroka now. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna want to put a put someone in that position um going on three days rest and two days rest so game seven you would have a bullpen game you would have a pretty much you know whoever any arms on desk smiley an inning or two of, of freed anderson would not be able to pitch because you have pitched uh a game six so it would be really ugly if this got to game seven game seven and game five are going to be very dicey for them um and then you know the the astros have granky they have um uh, Garcia, they have uh, Jose Yerquide or whatever you pronounce his name. Um, mm-hmm. They got they got a lot of uh, underrated young guys. Fran, I know Framber Valdez got rocked, but he's a very good pitcher. He he showed out. I think he went went eight innings against the against the Sox. So yeah. you have you have you have a you have a bunch of guys you can throw. Um, young talented guys, and it, it's really like a like a numbers. You know, they I mean, have four all, or five all guys. All Atlanta has to do is win two of the next three, and they, they can treat game five at home like it's a game seven. They can go all out and just fucking do whatever they can to not have to come back to Houston. You know, because yeah, they, they stole home field Houston. advantage. Right now, it, even if Atlanta loses game two, they, don't, they, they control their own destiny. They don't have to come back to Houston. This series does not have to play more than one more game in Houston. Atlanta can win yeah. in Atlanta because they get the three straight there. So, if you're up three-one going into Game Five, that you got to treat it like Game Seven. You got to do what you can to yeah, win. You don't want to go. You don't want to go back to Houston. That's that's exactly you. And, and you it's, it, people are always you know Aaron, people criticize Aaron Boone for that a lot. Was like kind of planning for something that hadn't happened yet. You know, he'd make a move that wasn't probably wasn't the best move at the time but it was in the interest of a future game or a future start and it's just like don't you can't do that especially in the world series you know maybe that's something you do in may but and you can't do it a lot you know games and yeah. ma- games in may matter just as much as a game in september yeah um, they do so but in you know last three games of the season the world series is a different story so 
you got to treat game five like like first of all they got to take care of business atlanta's got to win two of the next three to put themselves yeah. in that position but then you got to treat game five like game seven because avoiding going back to houston is yeah is the, and, the key and, here and i'm still like even though they could do this and it could be a team of destiny with atlanta because they've overcome so much i mean without acuna you figure the season's over the mets are five games up even like you don't know if the Phillies are gonna make a run or, but I just think, even I mean the Phillies like they could have, but you know, they they're the they Phillies, don't have so a little to, a little bit of a 2019's Nationals feel. I know they now they don't have. I like, do I do Strasburg a little bit. I do dominant. a little bit. I do a little bit. It's like another NL East coming back from you know rising from the ashes. But uh, the Astros have just been in this position, and you could I guess say the same, similar with the Dodgers, but. The Astros, they just went down, what did they go down? They went down 1-0, or no, they went down 2-1 to the Red Sox. Was it 1-0-2 or no? They won the first game, right? They won the first game, and then they went down 2-1. And then you're like, you know, what? let's see. And then the and then the Astros just absolutely kicked their ass and take care of business uh, in six, winning, four of the, uh, winning three of the next four. Um, if there's any team that I'm confident in, out of all the teams that have been in, like if their backs are against the wall, it would be the Astros one, even ahead of the Dodgers. The Astros, yeah. um, they the same fit- token, you know, the Braves have been in this position. They've been against a team that's more talented than them, and, you know. No, they have. So they they definitely have, but I just think um, the Astros have really overcome time and time again. They've been through a lot of adversity, whether it's warranted or I mean, most of it is warranted. But in regards of you know all this, um, I'm rooting for Dusty. I am rooting for Dusty. I obviously I am rooting for the Astros. As as where I mean, you know, I'm a Met fan. I don't want to see the Braves win. I'm not. It's a tough crushed. conundrum for you. It's a um, tough. I mean, I'm not crushed either way, but I'd like Dusty to win, and I'm betting on the Astros, so I want the Astros to win. Um, but I mean, I mean, for you, I guess it would be like you know, it'd be like you know another team in a different league. It would it'd be like the Cardinals cheating, who you don't play or whatever, who cheated. Let's say they won, and then yeah, you I mean, have I'm rooting for the Braves. Obviously, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, you're rooting for the Braves. But if it, if the shoe was on the other foot for you, let's say like the let's say the uh, or let's say the Do- the Dodgers were were the cheating, and the, and you know they've they won, you know they won only because of the cheating. Let's say they haven't won without it, and then they were playing the Rays. Who would you be rooting for? Uh... It's tough to say because I don't know how much like the Dodgers cheating would have affected me. Like the the Astros cheating, you know, directly affected the Yankees. Yeah, that's um, where it's it's it, it doesn't hurt. It didn't direct uh, directly hurt the Mets. I mean, I still was like fuck those guys, but also like now I'm a little more over it. My dad's a Mets fan. He's actually rooting for the Braves, um, and I'm just like I was like. Really gonna root for them, but also the thing too. I though, mean, I was this... rooting for Boston against Houston, but I know that's like not necessarily one to one. But I was rooting for Boston, you know, because yeah. like they, I, I saw the cheating as a more disrespectful yeah, thing. More than... Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sure that you'd be very split with the Yankee fans in that. I'm sure many would be rooting. Yeah, I'm sure there yeah. was. I, I know for a fact there was a bunch of Yankee fans that were like, "Fuck, like never Boston," you know. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, never, if, you know, yeah. they killed my mother. Never Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and and I and something too with my when I was talking with my dad, I'm like this, I think this Brave teams is very likable. Like I love Freddie Freeman, I like Acuna, I love Albies. Um, like even like you know they like Freddie Freeman is like the face, and he's so likable. Yeah, I mean, um, he's one of the most likable guys in baseball. He's like yeah, like just you can't hate him. Yeah, so like you know, um, they do have a really. I I, I actually kind of do like the Braves team. I don't really despise them or anything, and it's not like we're like insane rivals rivals right now. But they've 
kicked our ass before and the how many divisions they won the 14 in that time frame and it's a division opponent and you know for you know i'm leaning towards you know betting aside i'd probably be leaning towards the astros but either way i wouldn't be crushed or super pumped if you know even if the braves lose it's like that's a fantastic year and if they do win you know the astros it's like all right well you know you get a little more legs on the, you know, the cheating thing in regards of they and the Astros still had a fantastic year too in their own right, but you know now you like you're saying you're still holding out like that they haven't won since the cheating thing. So um, overall, I mean, you know, not the biggest market Atlanta and Houston, um, but you know it's still a, you have a good Cinderella and you have you know the big bad wolf who a lot of people don't want to win. Um, yeah, oh, Houston's actually a big market. Houston's the fourth largest. Fourth no, yeah, largest I, I meant just country. I meant just Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta's yeah. I don't know, probably ten to fifteen. Yeah, uh, I guess. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, no, it makes sense, and you know, Atlanta has such a a wide geographical because of the lack of teams around them. They have such a massive fan base because they they cover essentially the entire southeast, um, and even North Florida. You know, even even people in North Florida are Braves fans over over Marlins fans because Miami is so far away. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you see that a lot in the Midwest with, you know, like people in Kentucky or close to like, you know, the Ohio border are Cavs fans, but living in Indiana, you know, or something like that, you know, Iowa, they're Bulls and Pistons fans. And, you know, you see a lot of that in the Midwest, um, that region. But yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the Braves, but I, if I had to say, I'll give my homer pick. I'll say the Braves are the fucking team of destiny. Do it in five. If if the Astros Houston. win, will you be like really upset? What would you, will you tip your hat to them? What would what would you what would no. your? No, there's nothing they could do to have me tip their hat to them. Um, not even winning fairly. No, no, and I'm not even convinced they're doing it this year. Fairly, you don't think so? A lot of whistling going on. A lot of whistle rumors. Well, there's um, some whistling rumors with the Yankees, too. Unfounded. Unfounded. There's not much video evidence. While there is some video evidence supporting that for the Astros. <clears throat> I digress, though. But, yes, there's. I will be mad. I think I, will, I would be more mad at the Astros winning than watching Boston win a World Series. Because I just think, like, on top of the cheating, I just think they're, like, the, the players are scumbags about it. You know? No, I get that. Correa's a scumbag. Correa, I, I mean, I and like Bregman certain... too. I fucking hate Bregman. I hate Correa. Like, Springer was the most likable out of all of them, and that's because he just shut the fuck up because he was quiet. Well, that's another you know? guy they lost. That's another guy they lost for, like, Springer. That's a blow, and it's like, they don't even... I mean, I... I, I well, yeah, Kyle some, Tucker come right in and be great. Yeah, Breg, and he was good the year before, too, but he, he took on a, a much bigger role. I mean, I, I, Bregman said a thing or two that I didn't like. I actually, I hate Correa. Um, Altuve, the thing with Altuve is, like, Altuve is so pesky, and he's such a Yankee killer, and he's so good in the playoffs. He hits all these home runs in the playoffs. He's like he's like Barry Bonds in the playoffs. Um, I, think, I think I will agree that Correa is the most performance-based hatred of the big four of them. Um, I would say Correa, then Bregman is are the two most hated personality wise. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I like I know like Yankee fans hate Altuve, but like I mean Altuve's he's eaten shit before. Like he has like he like I feel like he's like Altuve's also said the some easiest to like, make fun of because he's short. Yeah, you know yeah, he's, he's the easiest he's short. Like he's the easiest you know. to target because of that. You know, as, you know, as a, as a I, fan base, like in a stadium. 
And I feel like as a personality, like, he's, like, the most likable slash, like, oh, like, compared to Bregman and Cray, he's not a huge fucking douchebag. Um, and, like, like Altuve, like, he's answered the call, and he really hasn't been a huge, like, he's not, like, Correa about it. Like, like with the with the Joe Kelly-Correa thing, I just absolutely love the Joe Kelly thing. Like, like that was just, that was great. Yeah. I, that I, was, do, that not was so... want, I do not want any part of Carlos Correa on my team no, next year. No, 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 no. I yeah. would rather yeah. lose without him than win with him. Yeah, Correa's Correa's Give me not Corey a good guy. Seager all day. I don't yeah. need I don't need Correa. Or Trevor Story or whoever. I mean, yeah, I mean any of the other ones. But if so, I, had, I mean Trey, if my, Trey my Turner. Number one, uh, yeah, Trey Turner would be great too. But my number one pick of the big four that are going to be available as straight free agents are is Seager. Well, the thing with Seager is he's made out of glass, but. That's fair, but I mean, the games he's missed are—it's not much different than Correa. If you look past the last four years, five years, the 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 amount of games they've missed is not much. It's not that different between because Correa missed that one that one year. He missed like he only played like thirty games or something like that. Forty games. I think it was two years ago or something. Oh yeah, but but so Seager just consistently miss game, misses games year in year out. Yeah, but he'll play like a hundred and ten, you know. Or 120, you know. I, I'm just, I'd rather have Seager for a number of reasons. And he's a lefty, too, lefty hitter, too, in the Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's hitter. true. And he, he bats 20 true. points higher than Correa, you know? Yeah, so, no, for sure. Better fit. I think he's a much better fit. But um, it's enough World Series talk. I will, we, we will now transition to uh, NFL. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff, interesting stuff in week seven. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, bad football team. Are we are we ready to say it? Yeah, bad. They're 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 a bad football team. So like, <clears throat> it reminds me of like the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Like, I don't really think the Seahawks have been a good team in years. And Russell Wilson, and I don't think Pete Carroll's the worst coach in the world. But I don't think Pete Carroll's a great coach. I mean, yeah, you got to give him credit for like winning in and out. But like, Russell Wilson hasn't been to start in so many years. I don't know what it is. Like, he went like six or seven years. I remember drafting for fantasy, and I drafted him in one league, the guillotine league. I got I got shafted in. I got cut, first team cut, and, and I, I was just like, and even thinking with, like, people and, like, on joint teams, I'm like, Russell Wilson never misses, like, Matt Ryan, he never misses a game, like, you know, he's a shoe yeah. and of course, this is the year, they look bad, Geno looks, looks, looked really bad, um, you know, this is a bad team, like, what are the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes? They're terrible, they're yeah, probably, not a good they're probably, team. I mean, they're one put of Gino the five Smith. worst defenses in the NFL. Could put Geno Smith. I think yeah, I think that's generous. Put Geno Smith on the Chiefs. I don't think they win more than three games. That's fair. But I don't I mean, think they win. Realistically, what are you what are you saying the Chiefs win this year? I think uh, with, seventeen with Ma- games. I think nine nine or ten wins is still there. I think nine or ten wins is still there, but it's only because of Mahomes just winning out in shootouts. So I do think they're a bad team in the sense that like they need Mahomes to score 35 plus minimum to win really that's what they need and when Mahomes is is playing as laxadaisical as he is um like is their offense awful no i don't think their offense is awful but their offense can't turn it over how they're turning it over like this is pretty much like this is like Mahomes Texas Tech teams like he's throwing for a million yards he's doing all he can he's turning it over still and the defense is giving up 40 a game it's like Texas Tech like is that a good team to me no that's not a good team they're going to get bailed yeah. out for certain games with Mahomes, and if the other team has the ball last, the other team's going to win. That's pretty much what it's come down. But if Mahomes turns it over two or more times, more times than not, unless it's the Washington football team, you're losing that game. Yeah. You're, you know, if, you're... If, if every single team in the NFL was 
even money or every team had the same odds, plus a thousand, to win the Super Bowl right now, how many teams are you betting over the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? Let me look at it. Uh, a lot of teams. I don't know. I don't know about you, but um, basically, so like I, taking odds and value out of it, like just straight yeah, up, yeah, just even would, money for everyone. Okay, so I think this would this would really surprise you, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Titans. I'm gonna take the Bills. I'm really low on the Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Um, I will take the Ravens and the Bengals. I'm 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 really low on them. I'll take. Uh, the Packers, that's six. I'll take the Bucks, seven. I'll take and I'll take uh, the Cardinals and the Rams. I'll take probably nine teams over them. And, and the Bengals, I know the Bengals is a little, you know. Yeah, I think like you know, it's I mean, probably one or two more than I would take. But yeah, who you know, who aren't I, you taking? You you wouldn't take the Bengals. I just think the Bengals defense is the real deal. And what about yeah, the Titans? I wouldn't take the I wouldn't take the Titans either. Um. I mean the Ravens. I'm taking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing the the. You know. I'm not yeah. throwing out the Ravens for for one week. Um, yeah, Packers, Cardinals, Bills. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I also didn't include Dallas, and I think Dallas is another one I could have included. Um, I think Dallas is, and Bucks. I think those are the five. Yeah. I'd, six. I'd take five. I don't. I, uh, yeah, five. Um, what do you think of Dallas? I, I think their their defense is overrated. I think it's playing better than it is right now. Um, well, the the three keys for me though is is um, Dan Quinn is a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, and I mean he, he, he's he's he, good. He, I'm he, not he, saying he's great. He's it, it's a big upgrade. Um, Micah Parsons is an animal, and then Travion Deg. I mean he's not gonna have an interception every game. He's playing at a historic rate, but he's he's like a wide receiver. He's literally you have like. I don't really know if I I don't recall a ball hawk like this. I know Revis was great. Aren't and I know like people... advanced? I was I thought I could have swore I saw stats that like were he's not as good as his interception. Like he's actually giving up like well he's like he's high passer rating or you know he's a given catch up some big plays. He's given up some big plays. But I mean at the end of the day, the amount of interceptions and the interceptions for touchdowns. He's on pace for five in, five interceptions for touchdowns. He already's got he's already got two on the year. I mean, he's probably not gonna get five, but he'll at least get another. Um, you know the record for tut interceptions in a season is only fourteen? Like the NFL record? Single season record? For I a mean, team? Or for no for a for, player? For a player. It's fourteen. Who was it? I, Dion? I don't remember his name, but uh I don't remember who it was, but it's. I thought it would. Be, I remember seeing it and being like, "Oh, I thought that was higher." But like, if you think about it, like fourteen is a lot of fucking. That's a lot. That's one a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah. So like, you know, he's given up. Like, he gave up the big play to. Um, was it born in, in that game? Uh, he definitely gets gets. I don't know the exact numbers. He definitely gets beat at times. But he's like a ball hawk in the regards of like he's a wide receiver. When when the ball's out there, he has just as good as chance as a wide receiver to make a play on it if he's in position. So I think he's a huge. I think he's a huge. And even though he's not, he's not perfect. Like he's not as locked down as Revis or or uh, Patrick Peterson. But I think he's a much more aggressive and much better. Um, you know, because he was a receiver and before Nick Saban changed him, so he literally played receiver. So he has those ball skills, unlike any, unlike anyone that I I remember in recent in recent times since like probably like a Dion, honestly. But is he a lockdown corner every single play? Is he gonna take down? you know, Andre, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, are he's going to shut them down to two, three catches every game? No, he's not. Um, and there's obviously more, a ton of value in that, but I just think that, like, 
any any time he could take it to the house, he can bring you back in the game. Um, and I, I I do buy their defense in a sense that it's 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 significantly better than what it was. It doesn't oh, yeah. need to be it doesn't yeah. need to be top five if it's top fifteen, top twenty if it's adequate. You know, with now what they're getting Michael's health too. Like wait, this guy's getting banged up every every two weeks. Well, I mean, you know, he had the shoulder injury coming in to the year. Apparently, he looked he's looked amazing. He's having his best year to date. Um, and 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 Colin was talking about this. Dak is better, and the Cowboys are better when he throws less. And it's not, and I don't, it's not an indictment on Dak. Dak's playing great this year. Dak played great last year. I mean, and and, and you know he's thrown for he tons of yards. To set records before he got hurt. I know, last year. And, and yards aren't the end all be all. But I mean, Dak has transformed as a player from Absolutely. what he was. He was. A, I mean, I know you weren't the biggest Dak guy. He was a game manager. He was like a game manager. Now he, you know. You're throwing well, they, for yeah, five. That's it. I agree. I mean, I agree with yeah. you. I think I think there was reason to not be as big of a fan of him. As, and I agree because they were a run. They were a run team, and and you'd pass it to um, who were the receivers then? Was it was it Des Bryant then? Was it Cooper? In his first year. Yeah, I think Des was gone. Maybe one year they overlapped, but I think Des was already gone. Yeah. I mean, so you know, it was it was it was a it was you know Jason Witten and run the ball play action to Jason Witten. But now, you know, if you need him to sling it, he can sling it, and they can get in a shootout. But if not, we're going to pound it with Zeke 20 times. We're going to get 78 touches for Tony Pollard. I love the Tony Pollard-Zeke dynamic. I think it's absolutely brilliant long-term game script-wise. People say Pollard's better. I don't buy that at all. Pollard is more explosive. He gives him a break. You give him a fresh spark. He's got more wiggle. And Zeke is so punishing as a downhill runner, is good in pass protection, and can catch... I think Zeke is people last year and this early this year were like you know like I know you had a tough decision with Zeke and Kamara and you you think Zeke's really good because he is really good like yeah people looked at the buck game against the Bucks week one and go oh, Zeke's washed people you know people that don't know football or people that are you know overreacting and being prisoners of the moment Zeke is damn good maybe he's not the most talented he's not as talented as Barkley I don't think like he's not a top two or three talent but he's a damn good running back and they're keeping him fresh with Tony Pollard. Now you get Gallup back with Lamb and the emergence of Schultz and Cooper. Cooper's been banged up too. I think that offense is, you know, it's right there. They're in, them and the Rams and the Bucks. Those are my top three offenses. So I think I think they do need to be considered to be a contender. I think they, they should be considered contenders. But I don't know. For some reason, it, it is Dallas. So it's like, it's it's tough to, you know, get over that hump with them. Yeah. No, it's, it's fair. It's fair. Um... All right, well, before we get on to NFL Week 8 stuff, let's, uh, let's talk about the start of the NBA season, uh, the the real-life soap opera of the NBA season. We've got, what, most teams got three, four games under their belt. Um, talk about my New York fucking Knicks being legit, fucking winning against Philly for the first time in two decades. Yeah, they're good. Um, they're good. Yeah, and the one game they lost is like a bad loss. They should be 4-0, you know? Yeah, um, I... I- uh, you know that spread was like minus one, or it was like a toss up pretty much last night, and I was like, oh, and then Joel's playing, and then I was just like, it's it's odd because the set like without Ben Simmons, they're not as good a team. I know it's weird to say, but like, or as a regular season team, like they're not going to win as many games without Ben La- Simmons. Yeah, last year's Sixers team is probably a six, five or six point favorite in that game. Yeah, easily. So even like, against this year's Knicks roster, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think, and I think the Knicks are going to be like a 3-4-5 seed. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're better than the Nets even now, too. I think, you know, I think Chicago 
is going to be really good. I do buy Chicago, not because of the start. They've had shitty teams, and they've won all of them. I do think Chicago's the real deal. I think the Knicks are really good. I don't buy Charlotte. No. I don't buy Charlotte. Um, I'm not buying the, Charlotte The either. Bucks Rob is going to be great. I buy Miami. Tyler Hero looks amazing this year. Um, and I really thought him having a, a child and having a greater responsibility, and I, I really think that matters. I think it helped Jason Tatum a lot. Um you're literally, I mean, you're playing for your family now. It's different. You're not just some 19-year-old kid out of college. You're playing with house money. You're 20 years old, killing it in college. Yeah. Like, you're out of college. Like you're, you're, That's house money. But, like, you have a kid. You have a family. You are you have a different, and, and Tyler Hero was a hard worker, I know. But um, last year, I think his work ethic definitely went down. I think he got caught up in the Miami scene and his girl. But now he's got a family to take care of. It's bigger than basketball for him, I think, now. And, and, and he's got a new level of, of uh, commitment. Uh, both on and off the court. I think Atlanta's still going to be really good. Um, so I, I think those teams are all pretty much for real. And I think Brooklyn's going to be, I don't know what they're going to be, a 3-4 seed? It's I mean, going to be... It's, I think, listen, I still think Brooklyn figures it out. And I think, we're, obviously, we're four games in. Um, I think Brooklyn is still the two seed in the East. Um, yeah. But after that, it's wide open. Wide I don't even open. know. I don't even, I don't even have them as much of a two seed because... Yes, are they going to figure it out? Of, of course, but Durant and Harden, these are two injury-prone players. If they lose one of them, they're screwed. Harden is also struggling with the new I, rules. Yeah, they are. They, he is. His free throws are less. It's like he was. He's averaging like. It's four almost free too much. It's almost like a little, like a little compensated in the other direction now. It's like a little. It's a little like he had one game without any free throws, and I didn't watch every single play of it, but like, you know. Yeah. Um. It, it's a little and and. You know, um, but I don't. I don't see them as a shoe in as the two seed because, I mean, what are they if they lose Harden or Durant? And I know they're going to lose them for stretches because just because, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, what I think I think if if they can get both of them to play seventy games, I think they'd sign up for that right now. Oh, oh yeah, and I think they they would be a two or three seed for sure. But I'm not. I'm not sold. I really like this Bulls make team makeup. I didn't buy them at first with all the trades, but I look at like. The pieces on the bench, and like you got like the roll guys. They haven't even had Colby White yet, and Patrick Williams, and Caruso's great for that team. I think yeah. he gives them such a good, fun energy off the bench, and DeRozan looks great. People forget DeRozan shot like 52% from the floor, something crazy. Like DeRozan's still really good and really effective at what he does. Um, yeah. He's just and, not and a he doesn't dagger like everyone else in the yeah, league. Yeah, no, he's not. And you got him, and you have Vucevic, and you have Lonzo, and you have Levine. Like that's a squad. They have a really um, solid squad. They, they, they have a really good. Too. They got depth. That's one of yeah, the next strengths is depth. And you know, I think that that'll help Chicago a lot. But and, even if yeah, you what put, I, even if you slot Brooklyn into that too, like there's legitimately five teams, maybe six, that you could convince me for that three seed. You know, you Chicago, yeah. New York. Uh, Boston, Philly, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Who am I missing? You get, oh, Miami. Miami you could throw in there. Yeah. That's um, six and teams. Like, they and like I the think, three seed. Definitely. And I think for the Knicks, I think I think their commitment to the – like Julius Randle showed a lot of um, growth and maturity last night in his interview with TNT, and he was talking about like how like it's great. Like our offense couldn't be like competent, like average, like – Good to a- average, good, whatever you want to call it, like not bottom five, um, or how bad they were last range. year. I mean, that would be great. I mean, even, you know, even if it was 16, 17, 18, like that's fine. If they're going to play defense like they did last year, they're going to be a really actually good team and not just a, not just a 
shitty offense and, and, and clamp you up team. But if they remember that identity, that's what Julius Randle pretty much said. We need to remember our identity. I mean, you got Kemba now, you got Fournier, you got another year of Barrett. Um, you have a much better offense now. You have more weapons. Like, and I think I think like even Randall said like I don't need to do it all now. Like like Randall was like one verse five versus the, the Hawks. It was so yeah. ugly. It was yeah. so and ugly. It, and it showed. It showed. And, and like you now you have like a legit point guard. You have a legit point guard in Kemba Walker. And like and like you know it doesn't have to be quickly. He's not a point guard. Like he's not facilitating. Yeah, you still have Rose. You don't even lose that much when Kemba comes off the floor. I know you still have, you have still have Rose. Rose doesn't have to start and play thirty minutes a game because. He was playing too many minutes in the uh, postseason because he had to. Yeah. Um, he really had to. So he's going to be fresher, I think. Um, and, like, quickly is, like, an eighth, ninth guy. And, like, you know, that's I think he'll be really good in that role and, you know, very limited minutes. But, you know, he's not going to have to have as much bigger um, load offensively. Um, you know, Mitch you're, back, too, has been huge. Mitch back, early. yeah. I mean, you're not looking at Alec Burks to put up 13, 14 a game. I know he, he can do that at times, but, you know, yeah, you know, at games you're looking. Guys, he'll, give you, he'll give you five or six and then a night for five nights, and then all of a sudden he has 32, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not you know, in the playoffs, you know, Alec Burks had some big three-pointers against him, the Hawks, and it's like we're relying on guys like Quickly and Rose and, the, and you know. So much deeper, and Obi Toppin seems like he's Obi going Toppin's to take another... a really solid start to the year. I think he's averaging yeah. like 12, 13 points a game. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, he's going to be a good player. So, you know, they're a lot deeper. I like their squad. I think they'll be like a four four seed or so, four or five seed, in a much yeah, more I, competitive I in a much more too. competitive East. Much more competitive East. And I four like. Four or five seed, yeah. It's much more hey, competitive love... in the middle. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. what Lowry's doing. Oh yeah, I love I love what Lowry's bringing to the team. Oh Morris, you know Morris is a, is a is a, is he's a tough dude. Um, you know no Drogic for the first year, but I, I I like how the Heat team is looking. Um, you know so far we're two and one. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like I said, hero. We're, we seem like we have more. Oh and PJ Tucker, my boy, finally on my team. He's like Tucker and Morris are such. Uh, they're like Heat. They're such heat culture guys. Um, they're yeah, just, I agree. They just fit in so well with what we do. They're I think great, they're going to be great. Like guys like Hassan Whiteside and, and guys like that, like they just don't fit in with what we do. Um, and he, he like he had success at one point with us and uh, eventually after, but they don't fit. Um, we have hard nosed players. That's 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 Kyle Lowry again. That's heat. That's heat culture right there. Even though you know these guys are hard nosed, play both sides of the ball, going to battle for every rebound. Um, the Heat could even be a three seed. I think we'll we'll see. Um, we'll yeah. see how it pans out. I I you know I don't know. The Chicago Bulls may have more talent than they may be. The, might be the better team, but I think we'll be better on the defensive end. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of really good things out there, especially defensively, um, and, and in that middle of middle of the team, middle middle of middle of the middle tier yeah, teams. That, in, that three in, in through six spot is they're wide open. It's tough. It, I mean, about seven know. teams that could fit into any of those four spots. Yeah. Um, and Boston, yeah. I don't, I don't even know what Boston is. I don't think they're very good though. Yeah, but they still have two great players. You know, they have two yeah, top, maybe, top twenty. They'll players. probably be, they'll probably be back in seven, eight. Yeah. What about the West? Yeah. I mean, Warriors four and zero start. My finals pick. Gotta love what they're doing so far. But I think, it, I it, think it's similar to Chicago. Like very good, but also like the teams they're playing are. Um, I think they've had one actual game. They right? beat the Lakers opening night. <clears throat> oh, they did. But, You're right. You're right. They beat the Lakers. The, they beat the, the Clippers. Next question. Is there trouble in Tinseltown already? 
Oh, I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very rocky start for the Lakers. With the LeBron and the ankle, that's not good. It's the same ankle. Who's to say how bad it was? If it's the same type of injury or if he's really going to be affected. But, um, you know, I think if LeBron is healthy, they'll be fine. But I think they're, you know, they're going to have to work it out. And whenever there's three stars, Russ, AD, LeBron, they're going to have to work this out. Um, Russ is a Russ is a very interesting piece because you never know what you're going to get with him. Um, in any given night, you don't, like, if I'm the Lakers, I want Russ to facilitate, attack in transition, uh, and play the best defense of his life. If that's what I want, if I'm the Lakers, like I don't want him shooting a single three pointer. I don't want him taking you know a handful of mid range jumpers. Like have him facilitate the offense to get open shots for the three point shooters. Um, make LeBron's life easier. Give him you know a load off. Let him rest and you know let him handle the point guard position and you know use LeBron down low and in the mid range post and. Yeah. Um, where he's really affected. That's what I want. And, and you know, it seems like, I don't know if it's the coach of Russ or if it's Russ himself or a combination probably, that they just can't, it just, it, it never works out. It never works out for, for him. So it's like... Uh, well, if you I look back at his numbers in, in Washington and in Houston in those two seasons, he, he struggled a lot in both places the first 20, 25 games. And then in the back half of the season, really turned it on, you know. He, he became the player he was in OKC. So I think there it, it's just kind of his nature that there's going to be a level of adjustment. But also in those two places, he was still a top two guy. He's clearly the third option here. You know? Yeah, he's the third option. And he, he figured it out more so on the Wizards towards the end. And he, he, like had, he had some more success with not shooting as much. And with the Rockets at times. So I, I know he can do it. It's just a, it's just, I think it's just like discipline and like, you know, like they give him a few feet of space and he just gets all spry and he gets all jacked up and just starts, you know, just starts chucking him up. And it's like, oh, four minutes to go, down four. It's like take a three-pointer, now it's a transition and it's a layup or dunk for the other team. Now we're down six. And like, you know, he just, he just like, he just like folds. He just, you know, he starts shooting threes and it leads to buckets for the other team. I don't, yeah, I, you know, we're not Russ guys, but. Um, I think again, and I think if if anyone can set him straight and get him playing the right way, it's probably LeBron over any coach, really. Um, LeBron you'd can. So. You'd hope so. Yeah, you would. You would. You would hope so. But I think they'll be fine for now. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. They're struggling early on. Um, not at all. They're, I think they're definitely going to struggle early on. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think it's anything to worry about yet. I mean, if they're 500 in 20 games, then, yeah, we, we might have a problem. But, uh, you know, yeah. we're so early on. Even, even next week when we record, I think we'll have such a, a clearer picture when ga- teams get three, four, or two, three, four more games under their belt. Um, Definitely. So um, with that, let's move on to our uh, picks for this week. Uh, I went a rough one and three last week, so I think I don't have the actual standings, but I think that leaves me two games over 500 on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you go? You went two and two or three and one? Uh, I'm trying to think what my over-under was. It was my over-under. It was either two and two or three and one. Um I'm still, I'm still a couple games we'll get, back. Well, Tommy's got the standing, so when he comes back, we'll get. Yeah. It. Uh, why don't we read off Tommy's picks um, for next week, or for this week? Sorry, uh, since yeah. he's out. So, 
Uh, he's got Tommy's got the Brown uh, the Browns mi minus thirteen and a half, the Titans plus one, the Rams minus fourteen and a half, and Tr Pat's Chargers over forty nine. So he's got the two big spreads there in the Brown. Wait, minus. He wrote he wrote the wrong way. Browns minus three and a half. Okay, that's what, yeah. And then the Rams minus 14 half. He just put an extra one in there. But uh, Tommy loves the big spreads. Not shocked he took the Rams in there. But, uh... Oh, yeah. Rams didn't cover last week against that big spread against the Lions, actually. Um, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off now. Um, I'm going to go with my first pick, and my favorite pick of the week is Falcons plus three at... Oh, no, sorry, Falcons minus three uh, against the Panthers. Uh, Vegas pretty much thinks it's a toss-up. Um, you know, Sam Darnold is really, um, I hate to, to hammer at home, but he, he's absolutely terrible. He's not good at all. He needs CMC to even be competent, um, and without him, he's he's so bad. It's it's He's not even a starting quarterback at this point uh, without CMC. So give me Matt Ryan to out-duel, out whatever you want to call it, um, Whatever with Sam Darnold, I think three is is, I think they'll win by six or seven. Um, that's my favorite pick of the week. Um, my second pick that I like is the I like the Chargers minus five against the Pats. Um, Chargers are coming off a bye. Uh, I think people are a little high on the Pats because they beat the shit out of the Jets by like a million points. Um, yeah. The Pats, two of the three Pats wins this year are against the Jets. Um, like their records, three and four. <clears throat> the first one wasn't that impressive. And then if their I third, correctly. yeah, it wasn't at all. And then their third win is against the Texans, who they were losing to and barely almost lost the game. So the Pats have beat the Texans and the Jets twice. So I think they're absolutely about to get smoked. Arguably by the, the Chargers. two worst teams in the NFL. Yes, I would say that. I think. And with Tyrod coming back and Zach Wilson out, the Jets this week are absolutely the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, you know, I think I'll take advantage of that minus five right there, and and think people are overreacting a little bit to the Pats three and four record. You are what your record says, but yeah, you're not gonna have teams that bad all year. Um, first teams that bad all year. Uh, third, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, the Lions plus three and a half uh, against the Eagles. I'm so I'm so done with the Eagles this year. I bet on again. I bet with them. Um, versing the Raiders, I should have went with the Raiders, um, but I, I'm so, I'm so sick and tired of the Eagles this year. They're they're yeah, and that I, was my that was my loss last week too. I didn't even think they were good. Um, I I just figured last week, you know, the Raiders come down game after being hyped up with the Gruden stuff. They they'll come back down to life. Derek Carr usually usually comes back to earth at some point, and he he was fantastic. Eagles defense is not good. They're without Miles Sanders. He's you know their best runner. Um, I think the Lions probably get their first win this week. Uh, you know, I think that's a nice money line play. So plus three and a half. Uh, I really like that number. Give me the home dog and the Lions. Um, love me some home dogs right there. So those are my three picks. Uh, and then over under. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the. I'm gonna go with the under in I'm gonna go with the under in the Bucks Saints game of fifty. So Antonio Brown's probably not gonna play. Um one of the best O line 
for Pete for the Saints is 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 not going to play. Uh, I think the Saints defense is going to somewhat limit the Bucks. Um, I think you know, I think that both defenses are are very good. Uh, obviously, the Bucks offense is great, but I think I think they're going to be able to limit them enough. Um, I think some people could argue they thought the spread would be bigger than fifty, but I think I think it's going to be a much lower scoring game. I think you know, twenty four. 21 something like that or even even 27 20 something like that uh i'll take the under there i love it i love it um all right well for me i agree with you on chargers minus five for all the same reasons pats are going to be overrated coming off a bye love it love it love it um I also love Aaron Rodgers to turn back the clock with Randall Cobb and cover the full touchdown against the undefeated uh, Arizona I Cardinals. Took, I almost took that too. I like that one. Yeah, I think I just think it's too much, uh, too many points, and the Packers defense is better than people are giving credit for this year. Um, and last, how, how many times have you said that in this podcast history? Probably. Uh, we're doing this 168 episodes. I'm gonna say 40 times. If yeah. I had to guess, probably half of those had the NFL seasons and half of those weeks I said it. Um, but I think it's true this year. It's true. They've been one of the better <laughs> fantasy defenses. Um, they so, have. Yeah. Uh, and my last spread pick uh, in a comeback game, I'm taking the Chiefs minus 10 at home at Arrowhead against the Giants. Uh, the Giants, I think, are another situation overvalued against a really bad Panthers team. At home, uh, it was one of those kind of like, if you can if you can't uh, beat this team, what are you doing here? Type of wins. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 and the Chiefs need a win bad, and they need to prove something bad. Are they, are they our survivor pick this week? The Chiefs. They are right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I have to double check, but um, I think they. I think they are. Yeah. Chief. The fact that I don't have to give up the hook on like ten and, ten a, and half, a half. Yeah. Give me, give me the Chiefs minus ten. I think that's going to be a pretty, pretty big win uh, for them. Uh, and then over under between two, but I'm gonna go over forty nine and a half in Bills Dolphins. I like what two has done since he came back. They got their they got mollywopped the first time they played the Bills. I think it was what thirty five nothing or thirty six nothing, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think two is gonna. But that was was that the game two got hurt? I think it was. Yeah, I mean, you're really only asking, like, 17 from the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. It implied over-under with the line. Um, I like that one a lot, too, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going over-under. Because two is, uh, he's passed for over 300 yards a game the last two, since he came two back. Was, yeah, two has put together a couple game, uh, decent games. A couple yeah. decent games statistically. But then again, some of his, like, he's come back late in games, and people are like, is he good? But, uh, I mean, it's it's the Jaguars and Falcons defenses he's done it against. So like pump the brakes a little bit. The the again the problem with two is just these absolutely terrible turnovers. Um, I agree. I agree. But the, luckily that I don't need him to do that. Is what I'm saying. No, if he no, gives me if he gives me sixty percent of that, this even turnovers still is fine when you're asking for points. Turnovers exactly, are fine. Exactly. So, so yeah. So Packers plus seven, Chargers minus five, Chiefs minus ten, Bills Dolphins over under forty five. Over forty five. I should forty nine and a half. Sorry. Yeah, Bills, I might Dolphins, take that this week. I, I like that over. I mean, the Bills could drop 40 easy, so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you get the same score the Bills last time, and Tua puts up one touchdown, and there's your over. Two touchdowns, yeah. and there's your over. Ten points, you yeah. know. 
So yeah, I'm 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 all in on that. Um, but I like our picks this week. Um, yeah. But that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, as always, check us out on the socials, Bleacher Fan and Bleacher Fan Sports, everywhere you look. Uh, Bleacher Banter as well. Um, and we will be back next week.